Summer Sundays are meant for freshly cut grass, ballpark dogs, and the best baseball talk you can find. So kick back with your bacon and eggs and pour yourself a mimosa while Phillies announcer Greg Murphy and Green Legion Radio's Chris Sack break down your fighting fills and take you around the league right now on Baseball Brunch. Play ball! And welcome in to Bud Light Baseball Brunch brought to you by Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club, powered by Green Legion Radio, 102.5 Fox Sports the Gambler in Philadelphia, WDASAM around the rest of the Delaware Valley, or simply download that iHeartRadio app and you can listen to us anywhere you are, crystal clear worldwide. I'm Chris Sack of Green Legion Radio, broadcasting to you live from the iHeartRadio studios in Ballakinwood, Pennsylvania, while Philly's play-by-play broadcaster and my partner, Greg Murphy, joins us from Lone Depot Park as we set you up for Philly's Marlins this afternoon. Murph, how are we doing this morning? We're doing great. Got a chance to win a series down here in Miami. Hopefully the uh, Phillies can uh, get that done behind Aranola today and uh, head off to the All-Star break with uh, all those good feels in tow. Um, you know, obviously it's been a great run over the last couple of weeks for the Phils. It'd be great to finish strong here in Miami before the break. Yeah, I know last week on uh, on the show last week, we talked about what we wanted out of this road trip. And I know the Phillies slipped up last Sunday. They lost two out of three at home against the Washington Nationals. But where this team has come on the road over the last month, especially, uh, you know, breaking team history or you know, almost breaking team history, tying team yep. history with a 13 game road winning streak. Uh, man, we, we wanted to come into this. I think we both agreed four and two out of this trip. If you could get, you know, I think you said one or two. If you get one and two in, in Tampa, then you get two or three in, in Miami. Yeah. You consider that a win. But, hey, they're staring down the barrel of the gun here this morning to where they have an opportunity this afternoon to finish this road trip five and one, one game away from winning 50 games in the first half of the season for the first time, I think, since 2011. Um, pretty special stuff this Phillies team has been doing over the last uh, month, month and a half, riding into this All-Star break, especially when you look at what the schedule like looks like coming out of the All-Star yeah. break. Yeah, I think that's a good point, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that. But, yeah, and, you know, when we talked about this road trip last weekend, it, we, I think we both agreed, and for obvious reasons, more important to, to be successful here in Miami, the team you're chasing in the National League East. So getting that second win in this series, winning this series today, uh, certainly is very important. But, you know, it's going to be hard to, to argue with, even if they were to drop today's game, a 4-2 and two road trip to finish uh, the first half of the season certainly is solid. But... You know, let's be greedy, right? Why, why not go out and get that fifth win, finish at five and one, you know, pick up another game on the team that's directly ahead of you, uh, both in the National League East and in the, uh, in the wild card standings as well. So, you know, it's a big game. And, and you have Aaron Nola out there going for, for the Phillies today, coming off one of the, his best starts, if not his best start of the season. So, you know, and they've got a pretty tough customer on their side as well. It's going to be a great pitching matchup. This Marlins team, I mean, they are a good 
young team. They certainly uh, find ways to win uh, each and every night. So um, going to be a good game today. Hopefully uh, hopefully it ends up uh, in the Phillies' favor. You're right. That Marlins team, they're young and they're scrappy. They have good starting pitching. And they added in key veterans, guys that were in the World Series last year. I mean, you know, our, our old friend Gene Segura, uh, Yuli Gurriel over there at first base. They have some professionals in that lineup. Jorge Soler, I mean, he was a World Series MVP two years ago. Uh, that team is on the rise and you know, they have a great farm system too. I mean, those farm those farm systems in Florida seem to tend to flourish. I mean, with the, with the youth that they have, they're going to look to add some pieces here coming up in a couple of weeks at the trade deadline. That's a very good team in Miami, and hopefully the Phillies can handle their business and get their record against the Marlins back to five hundred on the season. Because remember, the Marlins yeah. went two and one at Citizen Bank Park against the Phillies. Uh, what about a month ago? Um, and so getting it back to five hundred and putting yourself a game and a half behind them heading into the stretch. I think we're back in Miami at the beginning of August too, uh, but those head to heads that was that was huge for the Phillies last year in the wild card race, and it's going to be big for them again this year. Yeah, you know, obviously you want to have confidence when you come into a, a ballpark. Uh, you've played a team well all season, kind of thing. Uh, so the more games that they can, you know, notch on their belt against the teams from the National League East, the better. I mean, the Phils still have a losing record against the National League East this year, so uh, they need to improve on that. But uh, you know, it all starts today. This Marlins team, you know, historically has been tough for the Phillies, but over the last uh, year or so, they've uh, handled them pretty good. So hopefully, they can do that again. No doubt about it. This first segment is brought to you by our good friends over at State Farm. When you make the right decision, it feels good. Like picking the perfect furniture or choosing a good night's sleep over an all-night TV series binge. It feels really good to make the right insurance decision, too. That's why State Farm agent Dave Bavuso is here to help you select the right protection at the right price. Dave will make sure you understand your State Farm coverages so you'll know what to expect if the unexpected happens. With State Farm agent Dave Bavuso, it's easy to make the right choice. Just call him when you want the real deal. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You can reach him at 856-740-5012. That's 856-740-5012. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. All right, Merck, before we get into this Phillies in the week that was and what we're looking at as we head into the All-Star break here, and we do have some breaking news uh, that has come across the wire. Uh, you know, not really any good news coming for the Phillies as we head into this last game before the All-Star break. The good thing is we have four days off and we can see where we're at and where the chips fall. More. We'll see where the chips fall where they may at that point in time. But we do have a couple uh, tickets that we want to give away to you guys for Phillies Brewers on Wednesday, July 19th at 6.40 p.m. at Citizen Bank Park. In light of the Phillies going to London next season to play the Mets, I'm finishing up a 10-day reprieve from work. While Murph has enjoyed an all-expense, mostly all-expense, paid vacation in Florida <laughs> over the last week on the Phillies' sure time. a vacation, but okay. <laughs> feels, feels that way to some degree. I'm sure more so when you were doing just pre and post in Tampa as compared to now doing play-by-play duties uh, You know, yeah. this weekend with Scott Fransky taking off. Uh, but I figured let's have a little bit of fun here. Let's talk about best vacation movie. And Murph, I, I'm... Sure, you you agree just like I do. Let's I know eliminate, what you're say. eliminate right from the panel, right from the <clears throat> jump street, right now. National Looms, Lampoon's vacation off, off the, the board. Table. Yeah, we're, I we're, total, I couldn't agree with you more. I was like, well, this is one obvious, one hundred percent answer. No it's doubt, the, it's the Harry and Whitey answer to this question. <laughs> right. So we're gonna have to eliminate that off the table. So yeah, vacation off the table for sure. I agree with you absolutely. So why don't you give me your, your one of your top five? All right, so. 
after that, it becomes a little bit more of a difficult question. You know, I had to really kind of go back in the recesses of my mind and, and try to remember some of them. And, you know, there are a couple that uh, I would I would say they're all vacation movies, but you might argue with uh, one of them uh, when it's all said and done. But I'll give you uh, I'll give you one early on. This is a pretty good one, I think. And uh, that's Weekend at Bernie's. Um, you know, terrific. When that came out, um, it, it was kind of, I don't want to say groundbreaking, but it was, it was such a funny premise and an interesting premise that we really hadn't seen before. And, um, you know, the, the way they pulled that off and, and the way the, uh, the actors pulled off the, uh, the, you know, the, the dead Bernie and, and the rest of it was, was just a really funny movie. So they're on vacation down at the beach and, uh, and get that the big beach house. So weekend at Bernie's uh, on my list. Okay? Yep, there was a couple that I that I really enjoyed that I was going to bring up, but people have already taken them. So I'm going to just go with uh, you know the one that I enjoyed, and it's more of a summer vacation type movie, and that's American Pie Two. Uh, oh. You just you just have some great ones right off you know with the lake house and some some uh, you know unbelievably funny moments with like the super glue and Jim. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, hey Jim, why don't you put your shirt on? You're scaring the girls away and uh you know it's just there's so many great moments uh, of that movie and uh, you know me and you tend to agree uh with the american pie series and you know yeah. I, I feel like the last couple movies really haven't been as good you know american wedding and american reunion they've been okay you know it's still still funny still immature humor and they're coming out with another one i'd, I'd like to see what they're going to have with that uh but you know the first two american pies are hard to beat and american yeah, pie well, 2 in the summer vacations classic yeah yeah number one is heads and tails above the rest of yes. them. But, yes. uh, okay, I'll give you number two uh, on that as well. So uh, uh, there you have it. So we'll see what the, we'll see what the folks have to say. Yep, no doubt about it. So go to the board. You can do that. Uh, you can get involved by going to our Green Legion Radio YouTube channel, the Green Legion Facebook page, or our Twitter handle, at Green Legion. Our collective favorite answer will win at the beginning of our final segment. Merv, let's get out of the box now. Let's talk some Phillies. Uh, first of all, I, I want to you know get away from the run sheet here because we do have some breaking news that has come yep. out, uh, courtesy of the Phillies. And uh, are you doing the sit down with Topper this morning? Uh, I know that's normally yeah. a Scott Fransky duty. No, no, we don't. Uh, we don't do the coaches show on Sundays. Okay. So we we but uh, but Rob will speak to the media. That's going to happen at around eleven forty here at Marlins Park. So uh, we'll have some folks obviously uh, down there uh, and listening to what he has to say. But uh, yeah, obviously the big news that came out this morning is that uh, Jose Alvarado is headed to the injured list again. Um, and uh, Andrew Bellotti has been called up from the Lehigh Valley. So uh, not not good news, and, and I don't have a whole lot of information about it. It kind of came out of uh, out of the blue. Didn't see it coming. So we'll find out a little bit more from Rob coming up uh, within the next hour. But, uh, you know, it's it's never good news. One of your best players is headed to the injured list. It's something that uh, – that he's been dealing with, uh, you know, pretty much uh, for half the season now. Uh, here's the good news. Andrew Bellotti has been pitching lights out down at the Lehigh Valley. Yeah, it's so all the stats down there. Yeah. 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 So hopefully he can come up to here to the big leagues. I mean, he's no stranger uh, to this clubhouse. He's no stranger to the, to the bigs and, uh, and continue to perform. And hopefully the Phillies won't miss a beat.
Now, is this the same injury for him? Because I believe it was a forearm injury the last time he went on the IL. They're sh- they're saying it's it's left elbow uh, elbow inflammation that he's experiencing yeah. now. I'm I'm sure like you know like you said you're going to have people down there. They're going to be getting this information. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. on Philly's Twitter, um, you know, and Todd Zalecki's of the world, Matt Gelb's of the world, they're going to be putting out there what Topper's going to be saying. Uh, so hopefully we'll have another update for you guys <clears> by the end of the show, and we'll be able to you know pour some more light on this. Uh, but it it will put him out for the. At least the first two series of mm-hmm. the second half. Uh, hopefully that's the case. You know, hopefully it's just a, you know a couple weeks and we're just missing for a couple series here. Uh, but you know, if we get any more information, we'll make sure we bring that to light to you guys. Uh, hopefully by the end of the show. Um, also, another thing uh, for today, another negative. Uh, but it, you know. X-rays were, were, were negative yesterday for Bryce Harper. He took a, he took a, a pitch. He got hit by a pitch right on his surgically repaired elbow. Uh, can't, yep. can't be any worse, uh, than getting hit there. But, um, you know, it's not like it's going to tear the, the ligament again in his elbow. Um, they pulled him for precautionary reasons yesterday. Um, have you seen Bryce yet this morning? Uh, after, after the game yesterday in the clubhouse, um, I know he was saying that he's, he's fine. He's okay. Um, but, any any more news you could put out there for us as far as what we can look forward to maybe getting him back in the lineup next Friday? Yeah, no, I, I think uh, Bryce is going to be fine. You know, I think it's more, uh, you know, he came out right after the game yesterday and said, you know, once they had gotten the, uh, the imaging done and, and realized there was uh, nothing to be overly concerned with, and it just becomes an inflammation and pain issue. Um, you know, you get hit on the elbow. Anybody gets hit on the elbow with a with a pitched baseball, it's going to hurt. Yeah, uh, I think John Truck described the pain as uh, taking a ball peen hammer and having someone just uh, drill you on the elbow. And he said, that, you know, that's kind of how it feels. So. It's not surprising, uh, you know, a left-hander on the mound today in Lazardo, uh, that they've said, you know what, let's give Bryce the day off. He's going to have the rest of the All-Star break to, to also uh, kind of recuperate, and hopefully, you know, he hits the ground running on Friday. I, I can't imagine he wouldn't be ready to go uh, next Friday but when the Phils get back into action. We don't know that for sure. We'll certainly just have to wait and see. But um, I don't think it's something to be overly concerned about, and that is certainly good news. I, I like the fact, too. Listen, you know, you want to win this series down there in Miami. You sure. want to take two or three. You want to be a game and a half behind them as we go into the break. I think these next five days are huge for Bryce as far as maybe not so much physical, you know, with getting hit in the elbow. And I'm not the one that took a fastball to, to my elbow, so I can't speak on that behalf. I think this is more of a, of a mental break for Bryce as we head into the all-star break. And, you know, give him, give him, you know, peace of mind as he goes in here. Cause you could tell, and we've talked about this the last couple of weeks, Bryce is pressing, um, you know, and it's, it's not really sure. affecting like his overall game, but it is affecting what he's doing and what he's searching for going up there, you know, to the plate. Um, I, I, I look at it from this context that I think that this is better for him more on the mental side than it is on the physical. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think Bryce uh, spoke to a couple of the reporters um, a couple of days ago and talked about that very thing and, and saying that, uh, you know, I'm getting my hits. I'm, I'm able to contribute a little bit, but I'm not the player that I know I am most of the time and I need to get back to being that player. And, and you're right. It, it's hard because – you know, he understands that he's not Bryce Harper at the moment. And so what do you do? You try harder, right? Which is exactly what you don't want to do when you're playing the game of baseball. And uh, that's where that, you know, the pressing side of things comes in. And, you know, hey, am I trying to do too much? Um, and, and it's, you know, for Bryce, who the game, I don't want to say comes easy, but certainly at the level that he plays the game, um, his, his struggles 
are not the same as other people's struggles, right? Um, you know, he's a guy that uh, has experienced success virtually every time, you know, he steps on the field, you know, year in and year out. And uh, so, you know, it's it's been a power drop for him. I think that's weighing on him a little bit. But uh, I think it's important, yeah, get away from the game for a couple of days and, uh, you know, just uh, think about uh, anything other than baseball for a little bit. And then when you get back to Philadelphia – uh, on Friday, then you start to refocus in, and uh, who knows? I mean, would anybody be surprised that if Bryce steps out on the field on Friday and boom, you know, he just turns it on and has a terrific second half of the season? I certainly wouldn't be surprised, and I don't think most baseball fans would. Be. I just find it funny that people continue to sit here and look at the fact that he's like he, he's not hitting for power because you know, like they're making excuses for for his elbow. Maybe maybe that is yeah. the case, but but like they they put out there, I think it was during the course of the last homestand about how he just went on a complete and absolute tear during batting practice. I think he hit like fifteen home runs. It, the, the power is there. He can he can hit home runs. He's going to hit home runs. It's just a matter of time before. It clicks up here in his head and down here with his hands and the bat, and how he's just going to go through motion with his body. Bryce is at his best when he's hitting to the opposite field. That that right there is his bread and butter. When he can put it to left field and he can play, he could spray it everywhere, all over the field. That's where Bryce is at his best, and that's what you can look forward to seeing when we get into the second half. I just can't wait for him to put it together because when yeah. he when he gets it together, you know, because I think Trey Turner over the course of the last month he's batting over three hundred. He's starting to he's starting to pick up some steam. Uh, but once they get the whole middle of that lineup together, it's going to be dangerous for sure. But what has been fun this week, and you know, let's not just sit here and talk about the negatives. I mean, the Phillies have been four and two since our last show last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they tied a, a franchise record of thirteen consecutive road road victories, um, and they did the last two in dramatic fashion. They had, uh, you know, they had the, the extra inning win on uh, on Thursday night down there in Tampa to sweep the series against the American League best Tampa Tampa Bay Rays, and then they had the comeback win from down three one on that on that pop up home run by. By uh, Christian Pache, uh, you yeah, know, in the ninth Every home runs a pop up in some level. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rip you at all because, hey, man, you know, yeah, no doubt about it. And it barely went over, so it's. Uh, but uh, you, you take it any which way that you can, and you know, Kimball comes down and you know, comes into the ninth inning, and he and he hammers it down. Uh, but fantastic job by this team to get themselves back. I mean, they were ten games under 500 heading into that 13 game winning streak on the road. And uh, now they're they're two games over five hundred after yesterday's loss. What a phenomenal job this team has done to get themselves right it over the over the course of the last month and a half since uh, being swept by the New York Mets and then losing that first game yeah. of the Washington mm-hmm. series at the beginning of June. Yeah, it's it's a, it does seem like a little bit of a different team at this point. Uh, you know, that's baseball. I mean, look, we watched the Mets, you know, plummet out of contention over the last four or five weeks, but now they've turned things around again and are starting to get hot. They are certainly not out of the conversation when it comes to the postseason. That's what, you know, as as broadcasters and as fans, I think we always have to remind ourselves that this is a long, long process, and so much can happen. We saw it last year. You know, what more proof do you need that a team can turn things around? And, uh, and, and, you know, be a different team in the second half. And we're seeing it with the Phillies this year. You're seeing it across baseball because it happens every year. You know, no team is going to be the, the, the Rays right now, right? They're, they're scuffling. This was a team that was Seven the best in, in baseball for, for almost the entire first half of the season. And the, they have hit a patch where they can't win ball games. But they're going to turn it around because they're a good team. 
And and on the flip side, and I'm going to throw this out into the atmosphere because I want it to be true. The Atlanta Braves are going to have to cool off at some point. Some point, you know, my the, God. the way they're playing right now is just absolutely amazing, and they have been uh, just and uh, just a force to be reckoned with. But I can't imagine that they're going to be able to keep that up for the rest of the season. There will come a time when the Braves lose, you know, seven of ten games or or six of ten games. I I, I believe that to be true. And uh, and when they do, the teams that are chasing them, including the Phillies, need to be playing their best baseball. Now, uh, you know, on the heels of the Alvarado news, and I know Andrew Bellotti is back, um, yesterday, Sir Anthony Dominguez had a bullpen session down there in Miami. How's he looking? How's he feeling? What's the next step in his progression to returning to the big league roster uh, post-All-Star break? Yeah, it sounds like he's still a little bit away. I think he's feeling fine, uh, but it's a, it's a matter of time at this point. He's going to throw another um, <clears throat> bullpen, I believe, over the break. And then Rob talked uh, yesterday about... Uh, you know, obviously he's going to need uh, to face some live hitters and then he'll probably go out on a rehab assignment. So, you know, I don't think we're going to see Sir Anthony Dominguez right out of the shoot come the second half of uh, of the season. But it won't be too, too long uh, as long as he doesn't have any setbacks. But, you know, those oblique injuries are just they're so difficult and there's you just have to be so careful because they're so easy to to re-injure. And that's exactly what they're trying to, to avoid. So if you have to wait an extra week to 10 days before he comes back after the break, but then you have him for the rest of the season. That's, that's what you're looking for. Cause the worst case scenario is he comes back and then in a week or two, he's back on the, on the injured list. Now I know I took a shot at you with the, you know, with the, with the popped up and, you know, the Christian Pache home run. Uh, but I would be remiss not to ask you this question because uh, you posted the highlights of the game the other day, um, on your Instagram. And I, and I listened to, you know, Scott and, and Stock and, you know, they, they were talking about, you know, uh, how Stocker was the first triple, I think, uh, in, in Tropicana field history and, and, uh, all that good stuff. And, but they did bring up that Matt Gelb has a nickname for you. Uh, I, I believe it's, uh, Bulk boy um is did i hear that right or is there is there something more to it no you did not hear that right <laughs> no the bulk boy has nothing to do with me nothing to do uh, with you okay no uh matt gelb kind of uh has been trying to coin that phrase um when there that any baseball team uses an opener and then kind of announces who that that next person is going to be okay you know, carry right. the innings um, yeah, so I don't know where you, where you connected that with me. Uh, but, uh, no. they were, they were as talking, far as I know, they anyway. were talking about you and I'm sitting there like, I, you know, cause you've always posted those like 60 second clips. You know, I've slimmed down a lot. No, no, hey, man, you know, yeah. I, I've slimmed down a little bit too, but then again, I did come off vacation. I've been trying to, you know, keep up with my workouts and my, my regimens and all that stuff. But yeah, I, I, I hear you. It, I, I just didn't know if there was something more to it. <laughs> and, and sometimes when, uh, when I hear things on the radio, I, I, I like to, you know, kind of bring it up on our show because uh, you know it humanizes you just a little bit more you know like being that, <laughs> oh, being, that? <laughs> being that Phillies broadcaster that Phillies play-by-play announcer that you uh you're so yeah. privy to being when Scott back by the way how much longer are you going to be on those duties uh, I believe he'll be back for uh game two uh when we come out of the break so uh, I'll do Friday night uh first game with the Padres and then Scott will be back after that you sound great by the way I love hearing <laughs> thank you, you.
Thank you. All right. This, uh, this As we go into break here, don't hang out alone in the man cave for baseball this season. Try hanging out at cheerleaders with sexy entertainers, $4 domestic beers, Jameson specials, and awesome game day experiences all season long. That's right. Stop in before, during, or after the game, not only to see your favorite entertainers, but also your chance to have the best game day experience. Epic game day experiences are at Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club, where champions play. Cheerleaders is open daily from noon until 2 a.m. On the other side, we're going to have a first-half recap. We're going to look back at our picks that we had at the beginning of the season. Is Shohei Otani on the move? And our biggest disappointments and our biggest surprises from the first half of the Major League Baseball season. Right here on 102.5 Fox Sports Gambler. Bud Light Baseball Brunch brought to you by Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club. We'll be right back after this. The Gambler. Philly's home for all things sports gambling. The wind up in the pitch. Swung on, line drive, left field. Brian De La Cruz going back, going back at the track, at the wall. Reaches up and it's gone. Trey Turner with a solo shot, number 10 on the year. Welcome back. Second segment here on this Sunday morning as we are brought to you by Premier Window Cleaning which is the leading window cleaning company in Philadelphia and its surrounding areas, family-owned and operated with 30 years' experience. They offer commercial and residential window cleaning, pressure washing, parking garage cleaning, graffiti removal, post-construction cleaning. Every employee is trained, certified, and goes through an extensive background check at Premier Window Cleaning. Your satisfaction level needs to be 100%, as no job is complete until you're happy. With clients like Chop Roberts to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, you cannot go wrong. For more information and a full list of their services, give them a call at 267-534-5198. That's 267-534-5198. Or go to their website, wehatedirtywindows.com. That's wehatedirtywindows.com. All right. Let's talk some second half here. Uh, some, you know, big news this week in Major League Baseball as, uh, you know, Fortunately for Major League Baseball and the All-Star Game uh, being in Seattle this year, uh, Mike Trout underwent surgery on his left handmate fracture. He did that swing in the bat, which was which was just completely strange and fluky as it was. Uh, timeline for his return is four to eight weeks from that surgery. Um, you know, it's unfortunate for the Angels who were playing good baseball up until that point. Uh, they're four games back of the wild card in the American League and now fourth place and seven games back in the American League West. They were making up some ground before Trout's injury. Uh, you know, now they're, they're, they're under 500, 45 and 46. So Murph, my question to you, should the Angels start fielding phone calls for Shohei Otani? Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't ignore the phone calls if they're coming in, right? You got to listen to what, People have to say, but uh, they won't trade Shohei Otani. That it won't happen. Um, I would be shocked if that happened. And and there isn't enough. There isn't enough that you can give the Angels that would ever make that deal good for the Angels. And I, I at least that's my belief. Um, I mean, short of giving them, you know, four MVPs or something along those lines, uh, which no team has. And so I don't think there's any chance that Shohei Otani gets traded. Now, does he leave in free agency at some point? <laughs> Probably. Right? Odds are, uh, yes. Yeah, I, I think so. But, uh, you know, the general manager, the owner uh, of the Angels, they're not going to be the ones that want to be the ones that traded Shohei Otani, perhaps 
the greatest player of his generation. So, you know, I, I, I'd be I'd be really really surprised if that happens. Now, if you're the Angels and you're falling out of the race, okay, and you have the belief that you're going to be the one, you're going to be the team that's going to make the best offer in the offseason for Shohei Otani to you know, give you his services for the next 11 to 12 years, mm-hmm. and you know you have the bankroll to do it and to make it happen, why let him wallow away on your roster when you can surround him with four, five, six pieces potentially moving forward? Let him go someplace else for two months, you know, maybe three if he gets into October for the first time in his career. I know it's a chance because you're going to trade him to a team that's A, going to have every bit the you know, the choice uh, and the matter to make it happen financially to where they're going to want to keep him there. And if he goes there and he enjoys his time there, he might not want to go back to the Angels and play there. But you got to take a chance at some point along the line to where you know you've been to the playoffs one time in Mike Trout's career over the last twelve years. Having two yeah. of the best baseball players in Major League Baseball has not worked from the standpoint of of making things happen in you know as far as having postseason appearances, let alone success. I mean, you got to take a shot if something comes along and they knock your socks off. I know you don't want to take the chance, but for the love of God, you got to at least listen to it for a for a franchise standpoint. To, to make something happen. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they listen. I don't think there's any chance that the Angels um, are going to have the best offer for Shohei Otani going forward. Oh, well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, maybe there's a chance. But I'd be surprised if the Angels think that they're the leaders in the clubhouse to re-sign Shohei Otani. I think there's a couple of teams out there that are just going to Dodgers, you know, Mets. blow them out of the yeah. water. Dodgers, yeah. Mets, yeah, yeah. I think there's a couple of teams. And um, so... You know, at the end of the day, you know, perhaps that is the route they should take, you know, get something for him before he walks. But uh, I just I have a hard time believing that they're going to they're going to do that. I just think that uh, the backlash will be so tremendous. And, you know, no matter who you get back, no matter who you get back. You know, it's they're not, not going to be Shohei Otani. <laughs> it's not and they may not be anything. It could be a complete bust. I mean, we've seen plenty of number one overall picks never make it to the big league. So, you know, there's no guarantee that that anything you get back is going to help your club going forward. And it's just such a huge risk for them at this point. And we've seen it. I mean, look at the deals that the Phillies are making for years. I mean, you can ask your colleague Ruben Amaro Jr. about the guys that he traded away. What did they become? You know, I mean, like really, outside of Carlos Carrasco and Travis Darno, I mean, can can any of those guys that they gave up, everybody wanted to keep Kyle Dre back, Michael Taylor, you know, like they, they, these guys, you, you wanted to keep them. Um, the Lou Marson, right? I mean, like these guys were supposed to be great players, Jonathan Singleton. Um, and they didn't they didn't pan out wherever they went. Now, if they stayed in Philadelphia, they stayed in our farm system, and they stayed in our development system, maybe they would have panned out. They maybe they would have became decent major league players, but they're not going to become superstar level players that you would see with a Shohei Otani for sure. Yeah, and and that's kind of how how I see it. Um, and again, the the just the backlash uh, towards the Angels organization if they were to trade him, I think would be huge. And you know. <clears throat> I'm sure Mike Trout doesn't want to see Shohei Otani go. It's one thing if Otani makes the decision to leave. There's not a whole lot the organization can do about that, you know, short of being completely financially irresponsible if they can't match a deal. Yeah. So it's hard to argue at that point, you know, that the Angels did anything wrong. 
it's a whole other thing if you trade him away and never give yourself a chance to to keep him in Los Angeles. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, but but it'll be an intriguing story moving forward. Give me your biggest surprise of the season so far. A good surprise. A team that's come out of nowhere, out of the woodworks that you weren't expecting to be there. Uh, maybe you did have a little bit of an inkling, but coming in, you know, the, the national pundits weren't weren't speaking then, um, you know, at a, at a high level. That, you know, somebody that has surprised you so far. All right, so uh, you know, I, I would say two teams, honestly, in the National League. I'm just concentrating on the National League, but the Arizona Diamondbacks are a team that uh, I think has really kind of come together very quickly. Uh, they have a lot of talent on that team. Uh, they certainly have good pitching. So it's not surprising now when you look at what they're doing and you look at their roster and you, and you, and you think about all the pieces. But I do think six months ago it would have been, if you had said that Arizona was going to play as well as they have in the first half, I think people would have been surprised by that. And then the other team is right here, right? I mean, I don't, again, it's a team that has a, a lot of talent. You know, you look at this Marlins lineup, uh, at least certainly top-heavy talent in, in this lineup, and they always have good pitching, and uh, they certainly have shown that. So, <clears throat> But, again, it's a team that uh, all of a sudden has kind of come together and played very well, played a little bit higher than expectations, and I don't necessarily think they're going to slow down anytime soon. I think they're built for the season. I think they're built for 162, so – it's going to be uh, it's going to be tough, you know. The Phillies are going to have to play really good baseball to catch these guys. You know, and I, I would be, I have to take out a John Jansen line here. I'm an idiot. Um, you know, I'm ta- I'm talking about earlier when you're talking about you know we were saying Gene Segura and Yoli Gurriel. They're adding posting experience. They're also adding probably you know top five MVP candidate, <laughs> a guy that's batting close to 400 in the lineup in the Luis Arise. Uh, you know, yeah, but, he's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, he is pretty good. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the American League side. I'm gonna stick uh, up in the Northeast, a team like the Baltimore Orioles, uh, who continue to just bring yeah. up prospect after prospect after prospect, and they are just slugging the crap out the ball right now if they make a move at the trade deadline to get some starting pitching in there look out that team they're two games behind the tampa rays right now mm-hmm. for first place in the american league and the american league east and that's a tough division all five teams are over 500 all yeah. five teams if you take any of those teams you put them in american league central they're in first place uh so it's unfortunate you know for a couple teams are probably going to miss the playoffs and have a better record than the american league central team that gets yeah. in uh biggest disappointment for you so far you know in the early going here a team that you expect had high expectations for but has completely underwhelmed well i I certainly can't attach the word disappointment to this because (laughs) i'm thrilled by it but um but yeah the new york mets i mean you know and again and i and i said earlier in the show i'm not ready to count the new york mets out i'm just not they're too talented uh they've got uh they've got a lot going for them but as we talked about last week on the show that pitching staff it got uh, it got old very quickly, and 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 look, those two at the top of that rotation are two of the all time greats. And I'm taking nothing away from either one of them. I have nothing but respect for those guys. Um, but you know, Father Time catches up with everyone, and it was going to happen eventually. I didn't think it would happen as quickly as it did. Now <clears throat> they have started to right the ship a little bit. They're playing a much better baseball. Um, so we'll see what the Mets are able to do. But I think you have to label them a disappointment. Uh, early in this season. 
I'm going to go with the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, could it get any worse for any other team? I'm surprised that Marmel is still the, the manager at this point in the season. That division has been there for the taking pretty much the whole year. I know the Reds have been hot and the Brewers yeah. have been consistent, but and, you know, and it, the Pirates started out hot at the beginning of the year and they've fallen back to the pack. But the fact that the Cardinals have not been able to get anything together uh, to make a run in that division, to make a run at that division again, is, is beyond, you know, comprehension. I mean, it's the St. Yeah. Louis Cardinals. They, they, they are, you know, the epitome of success yeah. in Major League Baseball in, in you know, in the 2000s, uh, especially, uh, to see what they're doing in the, in Al Central is, uh, is a complete and absolute surprise. It's not a disappointment for me. Like, it's not a disappointment for you with the right. Mets, uh, you know, cause I can't stand the Cardinals and I'm actually glad to see them in the cellar for once, um, you know, in the course of my life. Uh, but, uh, let's go on now. Let's talk about the team that you were looking at that had a down first half. But you're looking at them to make a run here in the second half. Yeah, you know, I, I think the top of that list <clears throat> would probably be the Mets. I, I, and I, and I, you know me, I, I hate to say that, but I, I just don't think the Mets are as bad as we've seen over the last five weeks or so. Now, I'm not saying they can do enough to, to get to the postseason, um, but they do have a lot of time. They, you know, there are still a lot of games to be played, and they have an opportunity if they start to play uh, the way that most people thought they were going to play from the beginning of the season to get back in it. So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't take my eyes off of the New York Mets at this point. And uh, I'll try to think of another another team that uh, that might, you know, there's a team I just can't figure out. And I don't know if these guys are going to get their act together or not, but the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, and another team that I just look at that roster and I think this is a really good team. They're going to be terrific. Yeah. And they have not been able to, you know, really kind of put any kind of sustained success together. Uh, would it shock me if they do? No, it wouldn't. And they got a lot of time left too. We all do the, all the teams do. So, um, I would, I guess that's what I would say. The Mets and the, and the Blue Jays look out. I would say the Padres, um, in the National okay. League. I mean, they're yeah. already kind of like the Mets. They're kind of getting themselves back up on a pedestal. There's way too much talent there on that roster, yeah. especially offensively. Uh, I, I just, and they, they have a good manager. I like, you know, Bob Melvin's been successful everywhere he's been. Um, I just still, to this day, thank him for not bringing in Josh Hader to face Bryce Harper in that at bat for Bedlam at the bank. Uh, but, uh, you know, man, it just. It, Somewhere along the line here, they have to get it together. I'm just hoping it's not next weekend and we take three or four against the Padres when we come out of the gate. Um, if you're looking at your predictions from the beginning of the season, okay, any changes that you look at right now, if you could, now, uh, listen, I'm going to hold you to them just like you're going to hold me to them at the end of the season. Looking at your, your preseason rankings and your playoff predictions, is there anything that you would look to maybe change? Well, I mean, obviously, the teams, you know, I thought the Mets were going to be better. I think I had them winning the division, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken. So, But I, I don't want to change that. Uh, you know, no, keep it right there. I don't care if I, if I look like a complete idiot and the, and the Mets don't make the playoffs. Cut that, Jansen. Cut that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, hey, you know, it's, it's something I do often, so I'm, I'm fine with it. But, um, you know, I, I just think that's the beauty of, of baseball. It's the beauty of sports, really, across the board. Yeah. Um, it's... You know, we sit here and, and, you know, wax poetically about what we believe is going to happen and who's going to have a good season and who's not. We don't know anything, right? We don't. And, and it's, it's just the way it is. It's fun to do. It's an exercise that uh, sports fans 
have been doing for a long time and will do for a long time more. But this idea that any of us, any of us, have any kind of real knowledge about what's going to happen is is kind of ridiculous. And I know that. And I don't pretend that I know more than, you know, the fan that's sitting at home uh, watching the game uh, on their television each and every night. I don't pretend that uh, I know a whole lot less than, you know, a lot of people that are in the game and have been in the game for a long time. So it's it's so hard to predict. And that's what that's what makes it so fun. That's what it's all about. I would say the Cardinals for me. <laughs> and the yeah, and I mean it's the same thing. Right? Everybody else looks. Everybody else looks good. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this right now. I mean, you know, the Mariners are still there in, the, in their division race, and I, you know, my World Series pick was Mariners over Dodgers. I mean, the other day they're they're both right there for sure. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm looking pretty pretty good when we get to the end of the season. It's it's sad right now that you know maybe my overall season picks have looked great. But my picks for the season, for you know, our weekly picks, that damn half point is is saving me right now, uh, as far as that's concerned. But oh, it's not saving you. It's not saving you. Oh, well, it's not I'm, saving you at all. I'm just collecting all these half points, and I'm gonna, you know, objects in the mirror closer than they appear, kind of thing. All right, you don't 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 think for a second that I don't have a strategy here. Yeah, you're probably getting it from the research department for the Phillies. <laughs> <laughs> Not likely, no. No. Hey, we're brought to you by the Ludlum Hotel in Seattle City. Everybody get down to 4000 Landis Avenue in Seattle City. Yes, it's the old La Costa with a complete renovation finished. You will now see a brand new look, feel, and vibe set amongst a casually sophisticated bar, a cozy a la carte dining room, and the only mellow lounge in Townsend Inlet. Make sure you guys check them out. LudlumHotel.com. That's Ludlum, L-U-D-L-A-M, Hotel.com. Or call them at 609-263-7829. That's 609-263-7829. For all your reservation, dining, or entertainment questions, the Ludlam Hotel, the Ludlam Bar and Grill, your new oasis in Seattle City. On the other side, I already teased it, our picks from last week. How did we do? How did we make out? We'll find out. And in a bit, a little bit of more of our Can You Believe It? We look at the week ahead that it is to come for our Philadelphia Phillies right here, 102.5 Fox Sports Gambler. Bud Light Baseball Brunch brought to you by Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club. We'll be right back after this. Spreads, totals, and all the prop bets in between. It's the Gambler. Welcome back. Bud Light Baseball Brunch brought to you by Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club. And it took me all show until now to finally tell Murph that his tan looks phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been tan in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) This is called high blood pressure. (laughs) I'm I'm happy to have contributed to that for the last 48 minutes. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Oh, man. Hey, we are powered by Green Legion Radio, which means we're powered by the Green Legion. And to tell you, it's time to make your reservations for another amazing Eagle season. Head to GreenLegion.com to get signed up for Tampa, L.A., Kansas City, Dallas, and Seattle. Or get signed up for the day trip games for the Jets, 
the Giants, and the Washington Commanders. Make sure you check out the Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club bus for those day trips as well. And keep your eye out in the next couple weeks here. By the end of July, we will have our packages up for the London trip next June for Phillies Mets. You guys do not want to miss that. I'm hoping that I don't get to miss that. My wife is hoping I don't get to miss that. And, uh, you know, if Quimby's lugging all the equipment out there like I didn't have to do, you know, when we went to Colorado... I will make sure that we have a Bud Light Baseball Brunch, hopefully primetime edition, out there as well with Murph and myself. Go to GreenLegion.com or call them at 215-666-5940. That's 215-666-5940. 21 years and counting for the best Eagles road trips around. All right, Murph, let's hear the rest of your top five vacation movies. And uh, we got got a pretty hefty list here today. All right. Good stuff. All right. So I gave you uh, Weekend of Bernie's uh, as one, one of the five on my list. Uh, next up, <clears throat> The Sure Thing. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's, a, it's an older movie, probably uh, in the 80s. Uh, John Cusack, when he was at the height of his acting career, he, they had a, a movie called The Sure Thing where he travels across the country uh, from Harvard University. He's headed out to California to visit a buddy. And uh, it's hysterical. It's a movie that we used to watch in college all the time. And uh, I still, to this day, with my college buddies, we quote that movie all the time. So the short thing makes my list. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if this is a vacation movie or not. And I should have gone with The Great Outdoors, which uh, Kevin Stocker said. But uh, Coming to America, was he on vacation over here or not? I mean, I mean, he was looking for love. Yeah, he was looking for love. He's a tre- it's a tremendous movie. I think we can all agree on that. So if we count that in the category of a vacation movie, I would put Coming to America Dude, Arsenio, on my list. Arsenio Hall, when he's the woman in the club, no. and he's like, he's like, I'm going to tear you apart. And, and, such your, a great movie. and your friend, too. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just such a great scene. Yeah. Uh, okay, one of my all-time favorite movies, uh, comedies, is uh, City Slickers. <clears throat> yes! And, uh, yeah, and, and you know, and Billy Crystal at one point in the movie looks in, right into the camera and screams, I'm on vacation! <laughs> I think it's when he's being dragged behind uh, one of the horses. So uh, just funny line after funny line in City Slickers. So I put City Slickers on my list. And then finally, and I think we probably have a lot of people that maybe weighed in on this one, The Hangover, right? I mean... Those guys going to Vegas for a little uh, bachelor party um, and uh, and vacay and uh, that's that movie was as good as it gets in terms of comedy movies. So the Hangover is on my list as well. All right, so let's go down the list here. We're the Millers. Couples, cu- couples retreat, which I was watching last night. Yeah, uh, the Hangover, which you just said, just go with it. I love that movie. It's so funny. Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. I, you know, I thought about that, but they weren't on vacation. It was a business trip. Yeah. Business trip. Yep. Beverly Hills Cop. I guess also right. you could say that's a business trip, but he, yeah. maybe he was on vacation. Uh, vacation Friends, The Great Outdoors, Blend It, Jaws, which that's not the vacation I want to be on, uh, Road Trip, RV, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay, good one. Grown Ups, and Thelma and Louise. You know, I thought of Thelma and Louise too. Not sure if that was a vacation either. Um, but, uh, but fine, you know, it's a good list. Um, some really good ones. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, uh, is a great movie. I almost made my list as well. But, uh, out of the list, I got to go with the one that's on my list and that's going to be the hangover. So. All right. I, I love just go with it. It's like me and my wife. That's like guilty pleasure movie. We, we love watching that together. Um, so we need a tiebreaker between The Hangover and Just Go With It. Is, is stock right there? 
Doc is right there, uh, is right here, but he already weighed in. So I, know. I think we got to go with John Jansen now. So, so uh, are we? So are we going three? And now he has to choose between the three. Yeah, let's do that. All I right, all right. So Jansen, you have to choose between the Hangover. Just go with it, and the Great Outdoors. Uh, was the hang- Hangover is more of like a? You need a mic, buddy. <laughs> if you could, you're going to elaborate here. The Great Outdoors. Great, great Outdoors. Okay, we're going to go with the Great Outdoors. All right. Kevin Stocker go. with another W on the show. We're going to have to get Stock on the show sometime. Stock for the win. would love to have Stock yeah. on the show because I would love to get some 93 <laughs> Phillies stories out of him. Uh, the Great Outdoors is the winner. Congratulations, Matt Kelly. I will forward you the tickets over and get your email address soon yeah. here for that. There you go, Matt. Awesome stuff. All right, so Murph, let's look at our picks. Uh, I'm still disappointed. I think I'm four uh, four straight weeks now. I'm one and two, which has mm-hmm. dropped me down to nineteen and fourteen. Which the, you know that's still great. Uh, you know it's a it's a very good record. Um, but twenty four points is where I'm at. You went one and two last week as well, but you hit your underdog selection of the Orioles, so that's going to put you at nineteen and fourteen with twenty three and a half points. So Murph, partner, give me your first pick for today's action. All right, I'll give you my favorite first, and uh, Baltimore Orioles at the Twins. So I went Baltimore last week as my underdog. Um, they're the underdog again this week uh, against Minnesota, minus 155 for Minnesota. Kyle Gibson uh, getting the, the ball for Baltimore. Joe Ryan for the Twins. I'm, I'm taking the Twins. I think the Twins win this game. Um, I know Baltimore's been playing really good baseball, but uh, give me the Twins, minus 155. They're my favorite. All right. Well, I'm going to stick in that game with my underdog. I've, I've yeah. got I've got the Orioles at plus 125 to sweep the Twins of Minnesota. Uh, you know, my biggest surprise of the season, and uh, you know, I'll tell you what, the Orioles have won four in a row. Um, you know, now they've won three in a row against the Twins because last week the Twins had them on the ropes to sweep them in at Camden Yards, and they came back and they won that game last Sunday. So I'm going to take the Orioles at plus 125. Give me your underdog. Okay, my underdog, uh, the Cincinnati Reds and the Milwaukee Brewers, a divisional matchup uh, happening in Milwaukee. The Reds are a uh, slight underdog. They are plus 110. Uh, former Philly, Ben Lively on the hill, Wade Miley on the other side. Uh, the series is split so far, one game apiece. Uh, I like the Reds to beat Milwaukee today, and uh, why not? I mean, they're playing such great baseball, and you know we saw what Ellie De La Cruz did last night, which was just Insane. absolutely ridiculous. So uh, yeah, I'll take the Reds and uh, and roll with Cincinnati. All right, and here's my favorite for today. I was looking at the lines earlier on the DraftKings app, and I'll tell you, it, the Rays were minus one twenty, and. No sooner than I could turn my eyes and turn them back, the Rays moved to minus 135. So in, in a span of like three seconds, the line jumped that much further. The Braves went plus 100 to plus 115 as underdogs. Wow. So, you know, the Rays have lost seven in a row. I mean, Bryce Edler is, is, is on the mound today against Zach Eflin. Uh, I'm, great pitching matchup. Great pitching matchup. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I don't understand how the Braves can send two starting pitchers to the All-Star game. And the one that started on Saturday, Spencer Strider, they've they've dictated that neither of those two are going to pitch on Tuesday. I get the not pitching on Sunday. You know, if you pitch on Sunday, not pitching on Tuesday, that's a bunch of crap. If Spencer Strider is there, he should be on, and he's on the roster. He should be playing. He should be pitching on Tuesday in the All Star game. But you know, hey, they're the Braves. Let them get away with whatever they want to get away with. All right, so give me your over under for today, there, partner. All right, well, I'm staying in that game, Atlanta-Tampa Bay. The over-under is eight and a half. And as I mentioned, it's a terrific pitching matchup. And again, so I I get to that point where I'm like, well, they want you to take the under, so maybe I should take the over. 
But over the last couple of weeks, I've been sticking with my gut and taking what I think. So I'm going to take the under in that game uh, with Eflin and Elder on the mound. Under eight and a half in Tampa Bay and Atlanta. You know, going with your gut the last couple of weeks, you haven't hit the over-under, though. Well, yeah, but it's it's just <laughs> I'm going with my gut. Okay, stop. <laughs> you know, I'm a half a point behind you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're under eight and a half is what you're going with, with Braves and yes. Rays? Okay, cool. I'm going to go under eight and a half, too, but I'm going under eight and a half in Royals, Cleveland. They were on the under on Friday night. They went way over yesterday in a 10-6 to 6 W by Cleveland. Shane Bieber's on the mound today, and I still don't think that that Cleveland offense is that great as far as like offensive production is concerned. They put up 10 runs last night. I'm not expecting that in back-to-back games. And then the Royals shouldn't score runs against Bieber. I'm going to take the under 8.5 in that game. Royals-Cleveland. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Two things we found interesting from this past week in Major League Baseball. Murph, give me your first one. All right. Uh, how about this? Uh, Gunnar Henderson, right? Uh, you know, a good, good young player in Special. Major League Baseball. Yeah, he really is. Uh, he became the first player with four hits and two home runs, not in just the game, but in the first four innings of a game. Four hits and two home runs in the first two innings of a game. That's pretty impressive. Matt Carpenter did it back on July twentieth, twenty eighteen. That was the last time that it happened. Well, I know Lindor had a, had another great, uh, you know, had a game this past week too. Uh, what a home run, two triples, <laughs> two singles. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, performance by him. But that's not my. Can you believe it? Because we just spoke about him, Ellie De La Cruz. I took my oldest son down to Washington D.C. to you know to see the sights cool. and do the National Air and Space Museum on Monday. And I was saying, I was like, ah, the Nationals home. So you know they're playing the Reds and Ellie De La Cruz. He hit a single. He had two strikeouts before we left the game. But at 21 years old, Ellie De La Cruz became the youngest player in the live ball era since 1920 to steal three bases in an inning and he made stealing home look pretty damn easy yes he did that kid is 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 special he's electric he's exciting a lot of fun and here's here's a fun fact too i didn't notice about the the nationals the nationals were 13 and 31 at home they have a they have an above 500 record on the road 13 and 31 at home this season crazy yeah how about that all right, uh, I'll give you one more. Shohei Otani, hard not to uh, bring him back into this segment each and every month. Uh, he was the American League Player of the Month uh, this past this past month of June. And uh, why? Well, how about this? In the month, 15 home runs, 29 RBIs. He batted 394. He had a 3.26 ERA and 37 strikeouts. I mean, come on. Is that what good? are we watching right now? Is That's that, crazy. Is, is that good? Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I yeah. think so, too. You know, I find this to be funny because, you know, the Cubs have been uh, long and tortured no. for, forever up until they won the World so. Series back in 2016. Yeah. But for the first time in Chicago yeah. Cubs franchise history, they beat the Yankees at Yankee okay. Stadium. So, so Three to nothing on Friday. Uh, yeah. They had been 0-8 in regular season games and 0-4 in the World Series at Yankee Stadium all time. I know. That's crazy, right? <laughs> 
I saw that. I, I, that's nuts. I actually had to read that like three times to try to figure out what, what they were saying. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, Murph. So let's look at the week ahead. Obviously, today's rubber match, huge rubber match against the, the Miami Marlins down there in Miami. And then we start a four-day break for the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game. And then we, man, big time, four-game series, um, NLCS rematch against the Padres on beginning on Friday night with a scheduled doubleheader on Saturday. And then we'll be back down in Xfinity Live next Sunday as we are joined by the unhappy Gilmore um, as he's coming in. He'll be live with us on the second segment down there, Xfinity Live. Looking forward to that. Murph, what are you looking forward to this week? Uh, you got some time off? Uh, yeah. Well, you you can continue to work on that tan because, uh, you know, it <laughs> looks wonderful. I'm sure Chris is going to be very I, happy about that. I don't think you believe me <laughs> that this has nothing to do with the sun. Uh, but uh, sure, I'll take it. Here, look at my, look at my hand. <laughs> Does that give you a little indication? Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you just you just pulled a Ricky Bobby there. I don't know. I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just put them up next to my face. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? The only thing that we can really look at right now is uh, this afternoon's game. Go out, win this series, uh, finish this road trip at five and one. Go into the All Star break uh, feeling really good about this team and about where you are. And um, and then, you know, worry and, and not think about baseball for the next four days and then worry about the Padres when you get back on on Friday. But um, that's what I'm hoping for today. Hoping we see uh, vintage Aaron Nola this afternoon and uh, he's able to shut down this Marlins lineup and the Phils can take a victory. Sounds great. All right, partner. Enjoy your time off this week. Hopefully I'll see you down there at the ballpark. I'll, I'll be at the game next Saturday night, uh, the second game of the doubleheader. So looking forward to that. Uh, for Philly's play-by-play announcer, Greg Murphy, John Jansen on the board. And thank you to Super Sam Brady for setting us up on StreamYard this morning. I'm Chris Sack of Green Legion Radio. And like a 3-1 pitch to Ryan Howard, we are out of here. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Let's go Phillies.